All right, welcome to the show. My name is Eli Steenlidge, and with me is... Jeremy Holiday. And we are back from a small break with season two of Extra Textual. Season two. So we're switching things up a little bit, so we want to just kind of give you a little preview, get you excited about what we're going to be doing in this new iteration of our show. Mm-hmm. We're changing things up, and we're going to have a little bit more of a focus on stories and storytelling. Yeah. And we're going to have a new guest every week who's going to be telling a story connected to a film uh, that really had an impact on them or some big experience in their life or something interesting that happened to them. There's a lot of different connections. We're leaving it pretty open to the guest. And we're also going to tell some stories along the way and try to connect uh, in some way to the film of our guest or their stories that they're telling. Having already done a couple of the interviews, Mm -hmm. um, we found that... uh, for for a lot of these folks, they'll, they'll tell a story, and the movie will be this like central part mm-hmm. um, of a larger moment in their life, or yeah. transformation, or coming to terms with something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of what we'll explore. You know, yeah. you'll see here hear a guest tell a story that's relevant to their lives, and then you'll hear Eli and I tell a story, usually in a similar vein, about things in our lives. Yeah, yeah. And if you have listened to our show before, uh, I mentioned in our sort of intro explaining the show that we also wanted the films we talk about and our conversations to relate to our own lives, like learning something about our own lives. And I think that is always involved in when we're talking about art yeah. or uh, media, these things that we that we enjoy, even if they're entertaining, that we also sort of learn something about who we are as well. And we wanted to give you just real quick a few examples of what we're kind of talking about with story and related to film and why we're kind of combining those two things together. Yeah. So I have a question for you, Eli. Yeah. What is your favorite movie about movies? Mm, good question. I think I'm always kind of like the meta guy. <laughs> yeah. So I look at adaptation. Uh-huh. The uh, Nicolas Cage film when yeah. he was doing some good Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage playing characters? Yes. If you really want to get me oh, into please. the meta-ness, I oh, won't. Please. But they were both nominated for Academy Award, by the way, um, <laughs> as brothers. But anyways, the, the reason I sort of think about that film when we're talking about movies about movies is the relationship of the way it breaks down storytelling itself. Yeah. And... Uh, especially connected to film storytelling. If you remember, his character wants to be a screenwriter and take it seriously. And he's really trying to break the mold of what we would say like is the three-act structure, right? Yeah. Kind of just like the beginning, middle, and end. There's you know some sort of thing that stands in the protagonist's way in the middle, and then there's some... Um, climax and conclusion to that right yeah. and he's he's like that's not the way life works life is messy it's not doesn't fit into this nice box and then we see as the film progresses things do start to sort of unfold in that way um, again in the sort of meta story of of his own experiences and extraordinary things happen that you'd be like that only would happen in like you know Um, a film that's not like real life and so I think to me that sort of speaks to sometimes we might even watch popular entertainment like blockbuster films and we think you know these are very cliched ideas or um, rom-coms you know like you know what's going to happen the structure I just want to yeah, yeah. not like that abbreviation rom-com I think oh, it's okay. totally fine romantic comedies that is what they are okay um, romantic comedies that I found in my own life that as I've fallen in love 
in my life that I do actually relate to these cliches. Yeah. Um, like however much I don't want them to. Made, right? Yeah, yeah. However much I don't want them to, yeah. in some ways they do. And so I think we can find a lot of connection. And, and at certain times, I think we'll talk about deeper films than those. But for me, that's sort of the interesting part. And, and also, I don't know anybody who doesn't like movies to any degree. Like, I understand everybody doesn't go yeah. to the theater very often or watch, you know, want to watch a movie every night like I want to do. But uh, I still think everybody, if you ask them, will have some great experience with a film um, that they've connected with in some way or the characters. Yeah. So. I mean, and I think, I mean, going back to themes that I bring up all the mm-hmm. time in season one, I, mean, I think there is a, a, there is a perennial value mm. that, that of, of a human being listening to another human being tell a story about somebody that wants something very badly mm-hmm. and, are, and is unable to get it and eventually mm-hmm. goes through like trials and tribulations to get that thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure... Yeah, right. I'm pretty sure we invented language or mm. communication so we could do that with each other yeah. like while we ate soup mm. um, back in the day, which I think is probably the original food. <laughs> soup is it. Um, yeah, and so I think through the season you will see, uh, you will hear stories of people whose lives were changed a little bit by films or mm-hmm. films gave them existential problems that they had to solve, mm. you know, or uh, saw how maybe they... Uh, a film helped them figure out how they felt about something in their life or yeah. someone or help them begin or end processing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And going back to adaptation, I think also films ultimately teach us how to understand our own lives through stories. Like yeah. in, in many ways, it can feel like a lot of random events happening to us that we don't have a lot of control over, but to put them in a story form, we can start to learn lessons about ourselves, change who we are, maybe become better people, you know, connect with other people in different ways. And I think stories are the way that we sort of understand that. So we kind of want to bring that to you each week, have that conversation. And and the way it relates to our podcast title, Extra Textual, is that we're still going beyond sort of the film itself to look at, you know, what's sort of uh, circling the film. Yeah. Um, there are personal stories even from the people that that are watching them yeah. and experience, and everybody has a little bit different experiences. So, we want to carry that through and continue having those conversations. Yeah, telling those stories. Yeah. My favorite film about films, Eli. Yeah. Is Hugo. Did you want me to ask? Well, no, I oh, was okay. just going to tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, one of the reasons I like it is um, partially because it, it focuses on really really early cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tend not to like films that are about like the golden age of um, like American cinema, which is something that I have almost no connection with. Mm. But um, I I find that like I I think I think that all filmmakers have some connection to the Lumiere brothers, yeah, yeah. And some connection to those early films of horses running, mm-hmm. you know, and for those early science fiction films, like yeah. the, you know, the one that goes to the moon, and like in mm-hmm. early, early you know like dramatization of Jules Verne ideas. Yeah. Um, and what I liked most about Hugo and why I picked that film is because the George Miller's character describes films as um, like existing in the realm of dreams. Mm. Like it is the first time that you can make uh, fantastical images of people moving in mm-hmm. through space in the way that you that feels like it interacts um, with sort of the, the space in which dreams exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I 
I just sort of wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, mm. I, I want to like qualify. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say, I don't believe it, you know, in the same wishy-washy kind of way. <laughs> right. um, but I think that there, there are moments, uh, probably for most of us, watching a film that that uh, sort of just transfixes you mm-hmm. and it just bypasses all of the intervening things yeah, and yeah. someone has an idea they're trying to convey it exists in the realm of emotion and not necessarily rational thought mm-hmm. and it goes right into your brain mm. you're able to see that message you're able to feel that message and you're able to share an experience that someone has helped creating for mm. you through characters and visual images and sound yeah. um, and I think that's what makes it sort of a little more unique than just the act of storytelling hmm. um, because it, it, it is still of course the act of storytelling but it allows um, more tools to help um, mm-hmm. invoke a response or connection in the audience of yeah and, I, and what I like about Hugo, too, is that I think that film reminded people of those early days of film. Yeah. And this is a pretty young art form and that there had to be a language that was created. Right. And I think, you know, um, those early filmmakers that they talk about were, you know, exploring that language and how to tell good stories in that. Yeah. And I think what we want to do is to be able to use use language to kind of tell these stories and uh, draw on film language, but also to talk in, you know, um, oral language to be able to, uh, to bring those stories to life and why they're important to us yeah. as well. So and, and we will have form. discussions like this and yeah. stories from people coming up in season two. So stay tuned. Yeah. We hope you keep listening and let us know what you like and maybe tell us some stories as well. Thank you.